So. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. Uh, I'm glad that your uh, manager reached out and stuff to do like this together, you know? Like, uh, I haven't done any interviews yet, so this is gonna be like my first time kind of like talking to other artists. But I don't want it to be like an interview necessarily, you know? I just wanted it to be kind of a casual conversation or whatever, so people can kind of like maybe take something from it or whatever, you know? Yeah, sweet. Sounds good. All right, cool, man. So, you know, I just, um, I, I share a lot of stuff personally, like, uh, and, um, you know, so a lot of my listeners kind of know, like, a lot about me, so I kind of wanted it to be a little more about you today, you know, and uh, I was hoping you could just kind of start by, like, telling us a little bit of, like, your story, just, like, from the beginning, um, you know what I mean? Like, maybe pre-tattooing, what did you do before that, and then, like, how'd you get into it and stuff? just kind of like hanging around with tattooed individuals since I was 12 years old and uh you know I, I've always been artistic and I never really thought about tattooing uh, most of my life actually I recorded and performed hip-hop music for many years I was part of one of the first hip-hop groups to come out of Vancouver did a lot of shows toured around Canada the states and then you know I started I did my first tattoo actually when I was 12 but I didn't really think I was going to be a tattooer then but I didn't start tattooing until I was 29 years old and I'm almost 40 now so oh wow awesome so it was always kind of like part of the culture for you then as like a skater and stuff and the music. Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. Yeah, I feel Just like... Just around people. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's like the lifestyle sometimes too is like really attractive as well, I think. Most definitely. Yeah, so that, that's cool, man. So, um, so you started when you were 29 and you said you're almost 40 now? Yeah, almost 40. I'll be, uh, I'll be 40 in March. Big one. One coming up, but yeah, it's been 10 years now in the tattoo game. Um, I did a, a year and a half apprenticeship with a fellow named Jeremy Popov, uh, which we're still in touch today. He actually comes and does guest spots at my studio on a regular basis and stuff like that. So, oh, cool, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good 10 years. So, you started more like traditionally than maybe like, um, uh, did you start with like traditional style tattoos or did you? traditional way of learning how to tattoo. I don't think people take it as serious as they did back then. Right. Like, um, you know, I still had to like, you know, be the so-called shop, shop bitch for yeah. my, my year and a half and cleaning and learning how to make needles and scrubbing tubes and all that kind of stuff. And I, I feel like my generation of tattooers was the last generation of tattooers that really got put through the ringer like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree, man. I, I've been tattooing like almost nine years. Like I, I went through a similar kind of apprenticeship, started as the shop bitch too and everything and uh, scrub yeah. tubes and all that shit, you know? So uh, definitely I feel like it's, it's like, it's so much easier to get information now, you know, cause people with the internet and everything, how it is like, there's so much information out there. Um, people are getting really good within a couple years. And I think they're noticing too, like, the things that really like make you blow up quicker, which is something I want to get into with you is like, you're more of a black and gray specialist, right? So, um, yeah. like when did you start uh, realizing like that was your thing and like, how did you, you know, get into black and gray and why do you choose that? Well, I jumped around for many years for like probably the first five years of my tattoo career and just kind of like accommodating everybody and you know, whatever the client wanted. You know, I could do it and you know I never I, I became you know a good tattooer but I, I never became a master of, of any certain style of tattoo yeah you know what I mean and then when you start t taking on um, you know one style of tattoo and you start living and breathing it and doing it every single day and your progression starts you know becoming quicker and quicker and stuff like that too now I'm 
that kind of mixed a little bit of traditional with, with realism. Okay. And uh, I'm also focusing a lot more on collaborating with other artists too, so we can give a mix of oh. style to everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how do you go about that? Do you, uh, uh, like, have, like, a price that you guys decide on together, and then, like, the, the client, like, pays you both, or? Yeah, basically. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll obviously give a certain, certain rate to a client if they're gonna willing to let us tattoo them at the same time. Um, yeah. I mean, most of the time, it's not like we're gonna give them a, a big gift, you know, but no, yeah. at least they'll get a lot done in a short amount of time, right? So, yeah, and they'll get, like, Yeah, and you're getting a really cool, like, unique piece that you're not going to get unless those two guys collaborated like that, too, you know? So it's, like, something really unique to get done. I see that, mostly I see that getting done at, like, uh, conventions, though, you know? Like, because it's, like, we're there, we're able to network with each other. Um, is that where you, you know, do that at? started that whole, whole collaborative kind of, like, you know, everybody kind of getting together and doing collaboration pieces and having multi-artists was uh, Ryan Smith started that with the Chaos Theory Project. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty sick, man. That's like a really good idea. Yeah, I think. It's cool. <laughs> I think we'll see more of that probably. You know, like as like the times go on and stuff, like people realize like, because what I see that's really cool is when you get two guys that totally have totally different styles, like a really good traditional artist and a super good like realism artist, and like they put those two styles together and create some crazy so shit. Cool. Yeah, I can see why it would be something you would be trying to do yourself, even just mixing those styles. You know. That's something I kind of do too, is like yeah. try to mix up styles as well, like kind of realistic and then like watercolor, like abstract stuff, you know? So, uh, definitely it seems well, like... Well, I, I find there's a, a lot of people out there doing black and gray work too, so I'm trying to like add little elements to my to my black and gray work to kind of separate it a little bit, so when people see my pieces, they'll be like, oh, that's a Ryan Scarpino piece. Yeah. Oh, that's a Ryan Scarpino piece. I can tell just by the way you do this. You know, right. And so... Um, I've been trying to add a lot... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Add a lot of more opaque grays to my gray wash instead of oh, just yeah. washed out grays too, as well. Yeah, that works great for uh, cover-ups too. I've been having some success with using that with cover-ups, uh, the opaque grays. Yeah, it works really good. I use the Ad Ponto stuff uh, from World Famous, um, and I mix it in with my last three tones of my uh, uh, of my gray wash set, and then use it for my backgrounds and stuff again. It adds a, a little bit more contrast to the piece. It looks really good. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So you're sponsored by a World Famous, right? Yeah, um, the first Canadian sponsored artist on World Famous. The first um, Canadian. I went to. I was traveling a lot doing conventions. I went over to Europe and I did. Uh, I went and did the Evian Tattoo Show in France, and then I traveled down and did the Palermo Tattoo Expo in, in Sicily. Yeah. And uh, I went down, and it's not a very uh, rich country, so I went down, and I didn't tattoo a lot, didn't make a lot of money, but I met uh, Ricky Lopez, who was one of the artists oh okay and then we hung out then i got to meet lou rubino who owns world famous and then we hung out for the weekend and then i was going to come back to canada and start distributing world famous yeah but the canadian dollar was like it was like 45 cents to the dollar <laughs> so i was like you know what it's just not not possible for me but he goes you know what i'd love for you to represent my product still nice Here's a sponsorship package welcome to the family and it's been five years now almost with them oh that's awesome dude that's a cool way you know that's like a really organic way to do it you know like everybody's always talking about like you gotta reach out or you gotta do these hashtags or this kind of thing it's like 
really it's who you know i think and that's like the most stories i hear like that like honestly if you like my biggest recommendation to anybody that's looking to like move further in their career look for like types of sponsorships and stuff like that would be to get out there and do the shows and meet the people that you want to be sponsored by hang out with them yeah be their friend you know what i mean like have a good like friendly relationship with these people and like those that's when the then the, the possibilities and, and, and stuff like that start flying around you know yeah, that's, that's totally true, man. And people are a lot more humble in person. Too many, many people send out emails and shit and, like, just fill out their little applications online and stuff. And it's, like, that's yeah. not a personal way of getting sponsored, right? And World Famous is, like, a family, too. Okay. And that's the way Lou, Lou basically put together World Famous was, like, you know, his motto was, like, passion, family, you know? And that's, what, that's the way he treats it. So. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah, that's a really interesting. That was one of my questions I was gonna ask you actually. So you already answered it. It's really cool. So uh, yeah, this is going great. Um, I was gonna say uh, you also have a shop, right? Is uh, you have like seven artists, yep. stuff like that. Could you tell me a little bit about that and like how it started and like where you're at now? Um, when I finished my apprenticeship, I kind of my the guy taught me how to tattoo decided that he was moving out of town and kind of dumped the shop on me. Oh, okay. It lasted about eight months. I shut it down. And then I came back to Kelowna here where I live in British Columbia and uh, started working at a shop called Shinobi Tattoo Studios, which is where my studio is now. I was there for about eight months. Then he was like, oh, I'm moving to Vancouver. Would you like to take over the space? So I took over the space and then I started Dynamic Studios and it's been eight years now since we started. Nice. Um, you know, my whole plan was just making a place that people could come and, and have fun and be creative and be themselves. You know, and not have to worry about anything but tattooing. So I make it sure that all my artists that work on my studio, they show up there in the morning and they're there, and all they have to do is focus on what they need to do for that day to make the tattoo they need to make. Okay. And that's it. Nice. So I have somebody that runs everything else for them. They don't have to worry about nothing. And it makes it so like they can just yeah. focus on that creative part. It's like a real business then. You have like, uh, yeah, like a, like a, it's very compartmentalized probably, right? So you have like a lot of people in or working yeah. together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could easily fall behind or not be, you know, living comfortably because you're working more on promoting yourself or, you know, other types of things that, you know, involve with running a business side of tattooing that most tattooers aren't that great at. Absolutely. They're, more, they're way better at tattooing than they are running a business. That's why they work for shop, not their own, right? So. Yep. Yeah, that's true, man. And I think more and more is like you're trying to, you're starting to see people you know, that are more like business mindset to like get into the industry. And it's not like so much like the, the thug biker kind of mentality anymore, you know, it's like real uh, businessmen, you know, that are... Uh, well, that goes, back, that goes back to what you said earlier, where people were learning how to tattoo really good within a couple of years, right? It's because yeah. tattooing is, is artistic now. It's not just a, you know, a flash tattoo off the wall with bold lines in, a, in one color. I mean, it's artistic. So a lot of art school graduates are taking what they've learned in graphic design, fine arts, all that kind of stuff, and they're applying it to tattooing, and that's why they're learning and, and, and becoming better, faster. And that's the reason why tattoos are more accepted now is because they're more artistic. They're, they're more beautiful. They're not just, you know, bold yeah. outline stuff like traditional stuff used to be. Yeah. So are you um, finding more success having artists that are kind of more specialized then? 
Sorry, say that again. Are your are your artists more like specialized? Like they all have a thing that they're good at? Like Well, I have I definitely uh, focus on everybody's strong points at the shop, so um yeah, I'd say yeah, more specialized. That a lot of my artists can can jump around a little bit, but I try and pick out the strongest points of the guys that I work with, and I try to focus uh, all my bookings around what they're strong at. So if That's I have cool. a lettering guy at the shop, he does also a little bit of black and gray, and yeah. a little bit of traditional, but he does really sick lettering. I want that guy to have all the lettering pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's cool. So yeah. If anybody wants to come in for that illustrative, colorful kind of like. Uh, Style stuff, then I'll make sure that I have. There's a guy that does that, and then so on and so forth. Yeah, man. Traditional neo trad, all that kind of shit. I think that's the way to do it. One stop place. Like, cause uh, it's the only way to do it, and then we beat off each other. Yeah, cause like back in the day, you know, it was kind of like that whole like rotation rule kind of thing. Like you just kind of sharing people as they come in. It's like you get the next person, then I get the next person, and I think like now it's like. There's no room for like mediocre work really anymore and like people you really have to like focus on those things that you're best at like that, you know? And like otherwise like you're gonna there's, get there's lost. There's a market in... for it though, unfortunately. Still. Oh yeah. And that'll always be that way too, you know? It's just like I was just talking about how there's different like kinda echelons like that. There's different levels, you know? And um like yeah. like uh it's weird. But only we know that. only we know that, right? Like yeah. in general Yeah. Here's the good guys, you know what I mean? And that's why there is a market for mediocre, is because a lot of the good guys are booked up, people don't want to wait, right? That's true. But it also, you know, like, it's like, uh, if you do have higher standards, like, you're gonna attract those people that, like, some, a lot of people that I work with, like, they wouldn't, uh, like, if you gave them a cheap price quoted, like, they wouldn't want a tattoo from you, you know what I mean? So, like, there, there's, yeah. that's the kind of people that, um, if you just like have the standards where those are the only people I'm gonna work with, then I feel like it's just better for everybody. The industry too, like the art comes out better, the client's happier, you know. So it's all about standards, yeah. kind well, of. The, the word tattoo is branded itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just like Louis Vuitton and Adidas and Nike and, and you know Lobo from Walmart and all that kind of stuff, like there's different levels of like quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or different levels of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Know? That's, that's true, man. Nike's marketed themselves as this really, really expensive product. And Nike's marketed themselves as an inexpensive product that's affordable for everybody. Yeah. For most people, right? Where, you know, same as tattooing. You can market yourself as, like, the Louis Vuitton of tattooing. Yeah, you absolutely. You get paid this, this much money. You can go ahead and go and pay $100 an hour. But you right. can only get this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to get a basic, basic Nike shoe. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just some people are always going to have that limited mentality of like a car is a car and as long as I get there, it doesn't matter if it's a Ford or a Ferrari, you know, but like other people have like standards that are like, you know, that's not good enough. Like <laughs> they got to be a baller, you know. Like, Those are the walk-ins and then we got the baller ones that'll come in and drop like 2K for a deposit yeah. and down and get like full back piece and like right. just kill it the whole time. Do you, you know, um, obviously those are the guys we love, but yeah. word of mouth is everything. Yeah. 
Okay, so are you finding that that's still like a really big part of like your uh, people coming in and everything? Uh, or do you do a lot of like online advertising too? True, man. We're gonna go there because they got, they got the nicest shop. Yeah, and there's some great they're marketers nice too. Great. Like people that can like make themselves look great, you know, like on social media and stuff, and then like you get in there and yeah, it's like uh, it's all edited on Photoshop or something. So and and a lot of the shit's not even organic either. It's like you can tell that it's like an automated system that's like liking, commenting and like all that kind yeah. of stuff too. So what I've done is I've actually hired a full time social media manager at my studio. Oh nice, yeah. That's... Sits on Yeah. Like people's photos and does all that stuff. And she does all my Google, social media, and like Facebook and all that kind of stuff too. That's as well. cool. Man. And actually, like, shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, is that? But it works. It's just so it's just like one person and like an actual human being, then not like a program or yeah. whatever. That's cool. Is it like a local person from where you live, or is it like some like Filipino yeah. girl or something? You know, I know some no, people do that. It's a local. It's somebody I know. It's really good. And, That's cool. You know, that's cool. Create another job. Working anywhere else, right? And she comes and she's full time. She comes in Tuesday and comes all the way to Saturday, five days a week. Nice. Six days a week, and just sits in my office and does everything from organizing fundraisers to like into social media stuff on Instagram to like yeah. analyzing other businesses too around me that are similar to mine and what their statistics are, oh, yeah. what, they're, what they're doing, and she's like, take, like she knows all that information. And so she puts it to work, and it actually shows huge numbers, like big numbers. There's 25 studios here, so. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's what I was going to ask a little bit about your town and stuff, and like, uh, demographic-wise, like that. Is it a pretty big area? I don't know Canada very well, personally. Kelowna, where I live, is probably, uh, I'm, I think it's about 200,000 people, like somewhere around there. Okay. But like the downtown, that downtown area of Kelowna is not like as big as the spread out area of, of yeah. the city. Yeah, I mean, it's not too crazy. I was just in Columbus, and uh, there's 200 shops out there. It's crazy, you know, like, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and then um, I was, uh, I, when I left my hometown, Modesto, where there was like 30-something shops there, you know, that's like not even a, a very big area either. So it's crazy how it's getting everywhere. I just moved to like a more rural area in Michigan. It's kind of like in the middle of the state, and there's only like three or four shops in the area and they're all old been here a long time so they have that old like late 90s early 2000s mentality so it's been cool to kind of talk to people what's the closest convention um detroit yeah we do the detroit convention um nice. yeah so i mean i've been trying to do more conventions too and I do seminars and stuff like that and just network with people you know and uh, that's like it's just like a really good way to, to kind of, and I just try to share it, you know, with other people because a lot of people are listening or like early on in their, their career and it saves people a lot of time too, you know? Honestly, doing shows is the best thing I've did for myself and I've 
and like yeah. go to the shows and hang out with the people that I wanted to be as good as. Right. You know what I mean? Or I wanted to try and like pick their brain and I just went and I found them. And yeah. like you can literally go, you can go on world, worldtattooevents.com, I believe it's called, and you yeah. can literally pick anywhere in the world that you want to go. It'll tell you when the conventions are and how to get a hold of the people and shit like that. And yeah. any foreigner that wants to travel to a different country, they'll 100% accept you and give them all your booth, no problem, as long as you want to pay for your booth. And that's all it is, right? It's just paying for the booth. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I get a lot of questions about from younger guys is like, how do you do conventions? And I just tell them that too. It's just, it's just an investment that you have to look into it like that way. Kind of like it's uh, makes you worth more. Your value, your value increases because you're more knowledgeable. You're more networked, you know. Um, yeah, it, exactly. It just puts you on another level. Best show I ever did, show I ever did was Evian France. That was the best show I did. I made a good yeah. amount of money. The people were amazing. The show was so well organized. And, like, I met some pretty fucking prestigious artists there, too, that I'm still friends with today. And, cool. like, that, that was probably the pinnacle of my career. That's where my first big international show over in Europe. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm doing shit, you know. So that was your first time, myself. like, leaving the country and, like, going to a new country and stuff then? It, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. In the career to, to get up and go, but like it's the best thing you could ever do for yourself because like the knowledge and the inspiration that you get from going to those places is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a business, if you're a business owner, yeah, you go out, you do the convention, you flights, hotel, everything is all right, tax tax write off. So if exactly. you decide that you want to stay there for four or five days, do some traveling around, check out some stuff, that's also a tax write off. Yeah. Considered educational stuff, right? So. Yeah, man. I said the same thing in my last episode, actually. I was just like, I don't want to give tax advice, but shit, like, you got a lot of opportunities for write-offs as a tattoo artist, you know, like, especially doing those kind Tons. of traveling and learning, yeah. Tons. And, like, everyone's on a 1099, so. Yeah, I don't know how it is in Canada, but, like, here it's like everybody is, like, a, on a, you know, their personal contractor or whatever, so it's like. Um, you're you're able to everyone's their own business basically so it's like why wouldn't you take advantage of everything like that you can you know but that's cool man I was gonna ask you about uh, conventions like actually uh, and that was my question was like your favorite one but also like what was like do you have like a worst experience too or like like was there like a anything terrible like that that's ever happened because I've heard of some negative shit lately about conventions Yeah. I mean, I feel a convention is how hard you want to work, how hard you want to hustle before you go to the convention and stuff like that, too. You know, I, I find that I've learned over the years. I've done well over 100 conventions in different parts of the world. Nice. I've been everywhere from Central America to Australia to Indonesia to fucking, uh, you know, all over the States and over to Europe and stuff like that. And the, the main thing is, like, a lot of those big shows, you can learn which ones are money makers and which ones are just promotional. Okay. You know? And most of the time, if you can convince one of your clients to come with you, yeah. and you do a big piece on them throughout the whole weekend, yeah. and for X amount of dollars, you give them a good deal because they're traveling with you and stuff like that, and they're, 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 and they're paying money to come with you, yeah, that's... then you're prepared, you know exactly what you're doing, you're going to kill it because yeah. you've already studied your piece for like a couple weeks beforehand, you know? That's true, man. That, so, I... I think uh, last time I was in Detroit that happened, the guy that won like the best uh, uh, of the whole show or whatever was the guy that brought a chick, then they worked all three days on a back piece, and 
he ended up taking that uh, prestigious award home, you know, so that's, that's a good idea, that's a really good piece of advice, I think, I'm gonna have to think about that next time I do a convention, like, bringing someone with me, that's pretty cool. You have to think about why you're at a convention, yeah. you know, a lot of people will go, you want to go to meet people, and do seminars, and kind of just promote yourself, and stuff, and maybe you might not want to book yourself, then you can do a few tattoos, you can wander around, Yeah. check out what's going on, especially for new guys, you know, that's, that, that, that gives you a chance to like gain some knowledge and, and meet the people you want to meet. Um, you can go to a convention and make money where you just sit at your desk, your, your thing, and anybody who walks by, you're like, come here, and you just, you know, you sell, yeah. sell, 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 sell. Hmm. Or you can book yourself, be prepared, you're going for awards. You know yeah. what I mean? You make a little bit of money because you already convinced your guy at home who would probably pay, you know, five grand for a weekend or something like that at home. Yeah. So you give me three grand for a weekend, we'll go to Colombia to Medellin. We're gonna tattoo you all fucking weekend. We're gonna yeah. kill it. We're gonna win fucking. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, or even you I've seen people. Um, like one guy that I follow, he does this thing called a tatcation giveaway, and it's like they go to Hawaii every year for that expo. So he does it as a big giveaway, and he brings a client with him, and he does a big tattoo. He always like wins something for it, or it just gets a lot of exposure, you know. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they get yeah. to go, like, to Hawaii and see all the fucking cool shit there and do cliff diving crazy shit, you know? So it's like, yeah, it blows up. Free, and get a free tattoo. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. That's a, a great promotional idea. Yeah. See, it, it pays to be creative in other ways, doesn't it? Yeah, man. People are just, you know, like, are, like, afraid to give free shit away sometimes, too. I think that's a big thing for me that helped me in my local area was, like, a lot of people heard about me when I started doing, like, thousand dollar tattoo giveaway once a year or something like that you know like um promotional you, you know can't what? be afraid um, of that fundraisers are huge things for tattoo studios too i, I find that like if you're going to be like that you know that premier studio in your area that oh, you yeah. part of the community exactly you gotta get back to the community like we just finished doing a fundraiser for a little girl named casey and uh she was like diagnosed with cancer at two and a half years old oh, shit, yeah. and we raised twelve thousand dollars for her family and Dude, that's sick, we were in man. there at 10 in the morning, we didn't leave until 10.30 at night, and tattooed the last person. Yeah. I was waiting there for six hours. Hell yeah, dude, that's really cool, man. Yeah, like, that's some of my favorite shit I've ever done is, like, the charity stuff, you know? Like, and then it makes you feel good about it at the end of the day, sure. and it's, like, the biggest promotion, it could, you know? And it's, like, um, yeah, maybe you're not profiting financially, but in the long run, like, your brand is, like, bigger, like, by how many people, you know, with $12,000 coming in, like, that is a lot of people coming in for tattoos, and, like, your name is spread, you know, to a lot of people, and it's in a positive way, you know, like, you can't buy that kind of publicity, really, you know, so, you... No, and it's a, it's a great, a good feeling, too, like, she's, you know, I'm a dad, I got a little baby girl, she's yeah. a year and a half old, and I got my son is 13, you know, and I couldn't imagine what yeah. that family would be going through stuff and then i had a, a nephew who was born with cancer actually his name's austin he was born with uh, cancer for spent the first year and a half of his life in children's hospital too so when i read their story it kind of hit home and then yeah uh, i reached out and set up the fundraiser but now we want to do one every four months at our studio so next one we're doing is for positive forward for some animals the next one we'll figure out right after we finish this one and then this every four months do a fundraiser i call in other artists from other shops around me too that i respect yeah and i bring them into the studio and, and uh, we all have fun and we just 
just hang out all day and it's all pre-drawn flash. People come and pick it. They pay them for the tattoo. They sit down to get the tattoo. And yeah. We only let four or five people in at a time that are getting tattooed or, you know, however many people are tattooing. Yeah, that's it cool, man. pretty smooth if you do it right now. That's something I miss about living in, like, an area that's more, like, metropolitan is, like, having that, like, tattoo community a little bit, you know? Like, people that respect each other and, like, can come together and, like, you know, advocate for the industry. Like, we have, like, quality art and, like, you know, like, they're not just trying to um, just grind out every day. Like, you're giving back and stuff, too. That's really cool, man. Like, I appreciate that a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I love the tattoo community and like hanging out with other tattoo artists and stuff like that too. But what I don't like is when other tattooers come in and try and like try and copy. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, biting off. Hang out and try and see what you're see what you're doing <laughs> and then try and do what you're doing. And then you see like a week later they're doing some shit that yeah. you just finished. Like you know, I'm like. Yeah. I think it's uh, uh, that's very common for like. Uh, uh, areas like they kind of like somebody becomes the big dog and then everybody kind of like rides the coattail or like uh, basically like not like that even but maybe like kind of emulates them or whatever you know and and then like because I came out here to this area and I noticed everyone kind of had a similar style of not just doing business even too but like our art everything like even just the way they are the way they treat clients and shit so um, everybody's kind of the same, you know, and it was kind of the same back home too. Everybody was really similar, but in a different way, you know, so I think areas kind of get that, like, they kind of like follow one guy. And then when I came out here, I was like, I want to do something totally different than what anybody else is able to provide. Cause it's all like local, like walk-in shops that have been here forever, kind of just doing little bangers yeah. and stuff, you know, I'm like, I want to do like big, large scale art. And like, I don't know if, if it was possible cause we're out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, but, um, like, like, if you're in the middle of, like, a state, like, you, people will drive from all over to kind of get to you and shit, too, so, um, social media can be really yeah. good for that kind of stuff, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, it can bring people from everywhere, yeah. But I work alone, yeah, I too, so, a, I wish that I was in an area like, like that. Oh, I was just saying, like, I, I work alone right now, so I kind of wish sometimes I, I was in an area like that where I could go to a shop like yours or something, you know, and just hang with other artists and do something promotional for the community and stuff, that's really neat. Yeah, man. I would love to come out there and, and hang out with you guys if I can. Come into Canada. If the Canadians will let me in their country. <laughs> See what happens. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying, to get in, I'm trying to get back into your country right now. Okay. Uh, I, I had a marijuana charge like 15 years ago. Oh, no. Before I started tattooing. And I was growing, growing a little bit of weed. And, it's you it's know, supporting my, my, my newborn son. And, and, uh, it's legal there now, right? Yeah, just, uh, it's legal now, yeah. And what I had was like so pitiful. Oh, okay. That even have a charge for it. Yeah. But, um, I went down there. I did uh, the Golden State Expo. I nice. went to Florida. I did the New York Expo a couple of times. And I went down awesome. to the All American Tattoo Expo in North awesome. Carolina. I did that one too. Brought me in and denied me entry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are good shows, man. That's cool. Yeah. I did New York and uh, the All American Tattoo Convention. Uh, that one's really fun though. I like the uh, that they're right next to Fort Bragg and they have like all the soldiers and stuff like yeah, that. Right on the base, right? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, that's wicked. And like really yeah, good food. <laughs> I was really disappointed that I couldn't go, and I actually it's been like three years since they denied me, and I, I so I've had to jump through all these fucking hoops to yeah. get this uh, U.S. travel waiver application in. Oh, okay. I got it in just before Christmas. Now I just wait for them to give me either a 
Yeah. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, I hope that works out. Um, but shit, man. Uh, is there anything else that you would want people to know about you or anything? Uh, since we're... I probably need to wrap it up a little um, bit. My batteries are all dying here and shit, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know my phone's about to die, too, as well. Like, I don't know. Uh, check out my work. Um, yeah. At Tattoos by News on Instagram. Um, okay. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll be in a city near somebody, and uh, feel free to be seeing me at a convention to pop up and say hello. And, you know, I like talking to people, and, and uh, especially if you guys, if somebody heard this podcast yeah. and, like, came up, be like, oh, I heard you on a podcast or whatever, I'll, I'll freak out. <laughs> awesome man well, shit, I really appreciate your time and everything man and just being like open like this and everything um, you know maybe we can do it again in the future sometime or you know connect in some other way or whatever let's keep in touch man I, I, I would love to talk more so awesome man I appreciate everything